0: Alright, hello everybody and welcome to the Drive Charmer Talks podcast episode 8. Today we have John Coleman. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great, thanks Alex. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. And of course we have Charles North alongside me. Hope you're doing just as well.
2: I'm doing alright. How about yourself?
0: Living the life? Can't get any better than this. Alright. Oh, I guess we'll jump uh, straight into the interview. Uh, John, where are you from?
1: So, Australia, obviously. I've kind of made that clear in a lot of comments on Drive Tribe. And the capital city, which isn't Sydney, it's Canberra. So.
0: Yeah, I bet a lot of people think it's Sydney. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Particularly Americans,
0: but... Well, we're not the brightest, are we? <laughs> <laughs> Not exactly the brightest. Alright, so for some reason, if somebody wouldn't know, uh, what do you do? Like...
1: Well, on Drive Tribe, I assume, well, yes. I'm a community manager, so the sort of day-to-day running of the site, the content that comes out, the comments that can get made, just overseeing all that.
0: Okay, so how how did you become an employee for Drive, Drive
1: Well, I was actually so obviously when Drive Tribe started back in two thousand and sixteen, right? I I joined very early on, and then I've just been working sort of on the platform since then. And then I think a year ago, that Drive Tribe approached me and asked me whether I'd like to work in a more professional capacity.
0: Oh wow, okay. So you started off in the creators program before then?
1: Yep. The creators program, then an
0: ambassador and then Wow.
2: That's That's oh, right, I knew you were an That's ambassador.
0: Neat. So Drive Tribe came over and reached out to you. How did they do that?
2: A DM <laughs> 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 Hit you up in the DMs.
0: Of yes, course, yes. it was. I expect no less. Uh, what would you say is the best part of being a Drive Tribe employee? Like one of the best perks from it, or something?
1: I wouldn't say there's necessarily perks, but I will say, and and it's going to sound a bit like PR spin, but look, I'm being genuine here. I love the Drive Tribe community. It's probably the best of any social media that I've seen. Oh yeah. Just the way it it interacts and it's, it is a privilege to be part of that.
0: That's very true. I mean, we were talking with Pat, uh, last week and she said the same thing that she loves kind of the community that drive tribe is made of. And, you know, all the work that went into getting that community to where it is now. It, Pretty much everybody says that that's the best part of Drive Tribe. And I mean, if you say pretty much anything else, it's, it's questionable because it really is one of the best parts of it. So, yeah. given you've been on here for over four years now, what would you say is your favorite tribe that you've been on, posted in?
2: That's a difficult one. I mean, it's not because
1: I'm I'm tribe leader of it or anything, but I do like the whole concept of the all rants tribe.
0: All rants. That's my favorite as well. <laughs> I love posting it. that. Mean, but I I would also obviously say
1: North's auto reviews would have to rank up there and
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I forgot <laughs> what yours is called, Alex. Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Drive Trevor Talks podcast, Tribe. That's pretty that's just the name of it. You have another one, then? Uh nope. That's the only one that I run. That's it. I'm, I'm a moderator for a few for USA News, for all reviews, uh, a bunch on Food Tribe as well. Yes. Okay, so. One, yeah. Well, actually, you. Going back to kind of the All Rants bit there, the first uh, post that I wrote, it was the case for egg-shaped SUVs, and it was about the Mercedes GLE AMG, and I think the BMW X6. Uh, That was the first try by posting it, posted in All Rants, and I followed that up with my Aztec article, which also won All Rants, so it's definitely one of my favorites there as well. So, I mean... You're on DriveTribe, so I obviously have some form of a passion for cars. What started that?
1: Well, look, I I think I was just born with it because I was told that as a child, and I don't remember this, I would would go around saying that Volkswagen were the best cars ever. (laughs) And so, so that partisanship came from somewhere i don't remember doing that as i said but i just love cars with a particular passion for marks so so not necessarily the engineering so much as different marks and their
0: heritage right all right well i wonder why you would say volkswagen <laughs> they have a great heritage of having uh, hitler back them
1: yeah, well, <laughs> post post-war. There's no <laughs> need to read too much into that. Yeah. I mean,
2: it, could have, it couldn't it could have been like Holden or something else like that. Just rather bad. <laughs> All I right.
0: imagine that you're thrilled with Holden being uh, kicked out of Australia. You must be the happiest person alive to hear that.
1: Look, they died when they ended local production. They were just sort of limping along. Yeah. Shadow of their full mission itself.
0: Well, I don't know. I don't know if you heard too, but I think it's going to be GMSV now. All the Holden dealerships are going to re rebrand as GMSV, and so that's going to kind of be like a new brand there ish, and that's how you're going to get the new Corvette. It'll be a GMSV Corvette. So, That's I don't weird. understand why.
1: Yeah, but I'm not. I'm. I'm not confident in that being a great Ed, success personally.
0: Yeah, nor am I. But apparently, you should start seeing it. It was either at the end of this year or the end of next year. I'm pretty sure it was this year, though. But yeah, so, what's your daily driver? What do you drive? Well.
1: This is where I I, I admit I don't actually have a car of my own. Oh. Yes. But do you drive something? That's the question. (laughs) Yeah, look, I I don't do a lot of driving because I'm working from home. But when I do drive, I drive my um, brother's Mitsubishi Verada, so it's a car that you would not be familiar with over there. Mitsubishi's locally grown answer to the Holden Commodore and the Ford Falcon. Yeah. And the the Verada is the sort of luxury version of the Magna. And the Magna being the, the one that was meant to compete with the Commodore and the Falcon.
0: I'm looking at it right now. Try to find it.
1: It's not the prettiest thing you'll, you'll see.
0: Well, I mean, the first thing that I googled, when I write Mitsubishi Virada, the next thing it auto-fills with problems. So <laughs> I imagine it's not the most reliable thing in the world. And, I mean, it looks a bit like a jag. The back, it's like if you take the old, I think it's the, XJ, like the old V12 and then you put the, the front yeah. kind of looks like it comes from like one of the 2006s or something like that. I couldn't tell you which ones, but it kind of looks like a mix mix match of old Jags all put together.
1: Yeah, and the sort of circa 1999 version, has you can almost believe that they were looking at BMW posters when they were designing it. It's just, yeah. They clearly thought these are people who are who are doing car design, luxury car design. Well, let's copy them, and it kind of shows a little bit. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, for this one, actually, if if I'm looking correctly, the 1999 Burrata just kind of looks like a bit of a old Lancer, from what I'm looking at. If I'm looking at the right one
0: a mm, little bit not really definitely,
1: definitely the same design language
0: oh yeah <laughs> yeah
2: the the cues are there, yeah,
0: so are you an automatic or manual fan
1: any anything that allows itself to stall is a is a mechanical failure, basically <sighs> Whether it's a plane, a car, things shouldn't stall. We've we've moved on from that. So, probably automatic.
2: Oh, that's it.
0: (laughs) And just like that, nobody on DriveTribe likes you anymore.
1: (laughs) Yeah, look, I'm going to lose hundreds of followers tomorrow. (laughs) Uh,
2: Maybe the only person I'll be behind your back is James May.
0: Yeah, he's kind of graduated towards that, too. But uh, i put it in a, in a special, in a kind of a great way. Kind of the evolution of the manual transmission is at its peak. It can't really improve anymore. While the automatic transmission still has so far to go and so much more potential with what it can do and how it can become better. Manual, that's just been perfected over decades and decades of time, so... In that sense, it's kind of getting outdated. It's scary to say, but what what do you think of electric cars? Then I imagine you're you're fond of them. I'm not anti them.
1: I mean, my I personally prefer classic cars. Okay. On a whole lot of levels, but I wouldn't I wouldn't say no to an EV okay and i think well, as ca- uh, as car enthusiasts we owe it to car enthusiasm to enjoy the new generation of electric performance vehicles and not just yeah. stay rooted in like, if it's not if it's not petrol i don't want to see it i, I don't think that's that that
0: that's That's true. Well, you said that you like classic cars better. So what's your favorite classic car?
1: Well, probably the Mercedes-Benz 300SL Gullwing. I also love it in the roads diversion as well. The double headlights. But in terms of era, the 1930s, the Art Deco magnificence of the 1930s would be my favorite. Particularly... Narrowing it down to one car there, a lot of people say the Bugatti Atlantic. I think that's a bit overrated. It's not actually that pretty. I prefer the Alfa Romeo 8C 2900B Lungo, which is basically the 8C racer okay, with a touring body on it.
0: Now, there's the 8C from what you're talking about from the 30s, and then you have the 8C that came out some Ten years ago, yeah. Do they share any form of similarity, or is it just a name to be like, look at me, hurrah?
1: They're both beautiful Alphas, and they both have a place in the world. But yeah, the the proportions. (laughs) I mean, Lungo is literally Italian for long, and the the new Eight C isn't really that long.
0: No, it's actually pretty short. Yeah. Yeah, it kinda has similar dimensions, at least on photos of a Miata, looks like it.
2: Yeah, I think I think the eight C is one of the prettiest Alpha Romanos I've seen. Next to the four C. I mean a four C looks a little bit like a bug, but it's a cute little bug. That's pretty <laughs> yeah.
0: so. Well I uh, in a In all honesty, I do what Jeremy did on the Top Gear review, where he had the 8C taken to the Coach Builder, which I forget off the top of my head, but it was the Disco Volante. I I think you took your 8C, then they rebuilt it. I would get the Disco Volante over 8C. I think that looks better. So, what's your favorite modern car, John?
1: a very difficult question.
0: <laughs> well, maybe we can start off with uh, no. favorite. Oh, okay. If
1: I had limitless money, I was buying a car tomorrow, which I wouldn't want to do anyway. <laughs> but if I was, Bentley Flying Spur.
0: All right. Only... Okay. Yeah, that's respectable. You don't hear too many people say that. That's not the yeah. first thing that comes to mind. So you're a Bentley person then yeah definitely they're amazing i love those things
2: and hey, you'll be comfortable getting to where we're going exactly and it's it's not it's
0: not sluggish
1: no not a sluggish sedan anyway i think when you're when you're talking about a british car like that you should use the term saloon it just seems so much better
2: saloon <laughs> yeah I guess there's only a few parts you have to call them saloons instead of sedans. Like, yes.
0: Saloon does sound much better than
2: sedan. Sedans sound sedan sounds so American. <laughs> yeah, Volkswagen Passat is a sedan. A Bentley Flying Spur it's a is
0: a saloon. Yes. Roll those
1: O's.
2: <laughs> it, it sounds so posh. It sounds yes. so harsh too. <laughs> That's why. There was I one it.
1: I think in the nineteen late nineteen forties in the US, uh, there was a Sedanet. That's not a bad sounding name, I have to say.
2: Uh, I think it was sort of,
1: yes. It was sort of a I think four door fastback.
2: It was I have Cadillac. to look it up.
1: It was a Cadillac, was Cadillac. it? Yeah.
0: They have the Maloo.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> the Maloo. The Malu. That's a ute. You have to say it probably is yeah, yeah. a Ute. <laughs> yes, it's definitely not a pickup.
0: Now I so, wonder if
2: our Cadillac um not a Cadillac, but our um what do you call it? The El Camino. I wonder if that's is that considered a Ute or no? I've heard I haven't actually looked. You know,
1: pictures of the El Camino, but I think that's probably more of a ute. All right.
0: I imagine
1: it's not much of a pickup. Yeah, well, but in in Australia, we call everything a ute unless it's a Ford F 150, and we
0: don't have many of those. Hmm. Well, you do actually have F 150s in Australia, though.
1: I think they have to be imported. Wow. Um, There's no Ford factories down there? Not making cars anymore. We do have Rams locally oh, yeah. assembled. Rams. Oh. I, think I love expensive.
0: those things. That's, if I had to get a pickup, I would get a Ram. I love them, especially now with the new TRX that just came out. I love it. Love that new TRX. Charles is nodding over there in disapprovement. Well, what would you um, get, then? Because I know you just reviewed a Silverado. Oh.
2: Uh, so. uh, I probably would either... I was actually thinking of the, of the Silverado I had this week. So, it, it disappointed me right near the end.
0: Oh. Why?
2: The car... The truck had 2,200 miles on it. Not even... And the electronic steering column went. Mm. <laughs> I was I was running to work six thirty in the morning, and since it's not a push start, I had to put the key in and start it up. And I wanted to go leave because after I check everything, put my seatbelt on, whatever. I wanted to go leave, and the steering wheel wouldn't budge at all. So luckily, my BMW was. A couple cars down so i just got in that and just took my took my way to work really quick as i could because i sat there in the truck for a little bit so that's going to be going on my review that's, i'm going to try to write that today
0: and that chevy quality for you at yeah. its finest
2: hastily made in 2020 yeah probably so
0: uh john what are some of your hobbies I mean, I know that you love going on the Ford Flex configurator, but other than that.
1: I mean, that's a sort of before bed routine. <laughs> Teeth.
2: <laughs> Ford Flex configurator. I don't know if you guys can tell right now, but I'm flexing. Yes, yes. <laughs> You're filling up the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Not in a good way either. So,
1: well, hobbies, I mean, I've got a collection of model cars. I don't build them myself because I don't have patience for that. And I'm not that handy with glue.
2: <laughs> Beyond that, not much. Yeah, I, I, I tell what you mean because... I don't like building cars, and I got a P1 here, so, I mean, we're on the same boat. Except ah. for I didn't pay for that. <laughs> My wife found it in the parking lot of a Walmart.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, so, somewhere in the in a, in a U.S. state, I'm not sure where you are from, Charles. There in is, New Jersey. Somewhere in New Jersey, there's a child who lost their, their McLaren P1
2: that day, and it's been heartbroken. I'm sure mommy and daddy bought it for him. Bought him a new one.
0: No, but actually, I, it made me so happy. For the one time we were in a Rite Aid, and I saw a uh, Renault Clio RS. And I mean, this is in Delaware, in the United States. Most people have never even known the brand Renault. And I just saw. It. I'm like, I need to buy that.
2: I got a Peugeot uh, at a rate aid. <laughs> Is that KinSmart? Uh, yeah, KinSmart. Yeah, it's a cool. Peugeot. It's a Peugeot 307 XSI. Yep, never heard of it,
0: but I'm Me amazed either. that they tried Neither. to get away with selling it. But they, some people probably just don't care enough that they just buy it. It's like, eh, cool
2: Yeah, Car. this this McLaren's a KinSmart too, so.
0: So, have you had anything funny that's happened to you in a car? Or, like, I don't know, funny event that happened?
1: Bear in mind, I have a very twisted definition for funny event in a car. Or funny event ever. None that spring to mind, but I was once told to, to put the parking lights on. And I assumed parking lights are those. I was very young. So to be fair, I was very, very young. I assumed that parking lights were the lights that go on when you're in a car park, i.e. reversing lights. So I shifted that. This was to sort of check the the lights on the trailer. Okay. So my dad and my brother were the, behind the trailer. They said, jump Uh-oh. in the car. Do the parking lights, which they assumed I knew. I put the, the car in reverse and obviously it rolled down the driveway with them in
0: tow. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, that didn't go so well, did it? Well,
1: no, but no, no neighbors' Our boxes were damaged. No siblings were run over.
2: Oh, that's, that, that, that's good. They're okay, but dang. I now know what parking nights are. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I guess you really did have to learn that day, did you? Oh, yes.
0: yeah. It was probably, they They probably could have gone away with telling you to go put blinker fluid in the car at that point. <laughs> go to AutoZone and buy me some blinker fluid for the car.
2: Oh, man. No, nah, I don't think they have AutoZone down in Australia, but yeah. But uh, so, I just auto-connected so time...
1: it to super cheap auto. All right. So,
2: so is that what comes to mind every time you think of uh, parking lights as the event that took place? <laughs> A little bit it does, of trauma? It does come up from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm man.
0: At... So for the few times that you're driving... Uh... What's your favorite driving song? Or like, do you have something that you go and like, yes, this is what I'm going to listen to? Or do you just put the radio? Or do you listen to the lovely sound of your Mitsubishi Verada?
1: It's not a lovely sound, to be honest. It's just a v- <laughs> V6 from somewhere under that long bonnet. Um, I put the radio on if, if it comes to me. Otherwise, I don't mind driving with a window. Slightly down.
0: Okay. That
1: mean, means you can't really hear music.
0: Yeah. So you don't really have kind of like a driving song then. You just no. got to play whatever's on the radio. Yeah. Look, when I
1: have my Mercedes Benz 300 SL roadster and I'm on the Great Ocean Road, then we'll have a think about a driving song. But for now, just the radio, <laughs> if I think of it.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, are you a motorsport fan? Like F1, NASCAR? No. <laughs> no. I
2: would have understood I love, if you I love said NASCAR.
0: <laughs> NASCAR
1: sucks.
2: Joke. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's alright. I'm, I'm not into NASCAR really either. There's a lot of science behind it, but I mean, um, no.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm not into it either. Can't really. be bothered by it. I do watch F1 though when I can.
1: Yeah, look, I, I love that motorsport is a thing, I just don't personally find it that interesting.
0: Understandably. Do you have like a face of favorite racing car driver?
1: I love what Lando Norris does on the internet, he's entertaining. <laughs> Obviously, a bit of patriotism behind supporting Ricciardo.
2: Okay.
0: So basically you love Lando for all the wrong reasons because he's funny online.
2: Yeah, look,
1: he, he's... People like me who have not had any interest in F1 are suddenly becoming interested in F1 because he's an entertaining person on the scene.
2: Yeah. I mean, for me, it's Danny Ricardo because it yeah. just seems like... He's the type of person that you can have a few beers with and then go out on the night and uh, pillage something. Boot. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, who was it? Who is it? Kimi Raikkonen at Monaco when he crashed a car or something like that. He just walked out and got on his yacht. Uh,
0: Raikkonen's amazing. I mean, I think he got a record... I think it might have been last race I think for having been in the most races or having covered the most miles or something like that in F one. Something Probably. like that, being one of the most like experienced F one drivers on the grid.
2: Well, who just crossed three thousand points? I
0: imagine that has to be Hamilton.
2: No, it was. I think. I think it was Kimi. If not, it was. Who's the other guy? Uh, it might have just been Kimmy. I have to go on the on the site. But okay.
0: Okay. So, what's your favorite Top Gear Grand Tour moment? Do you have one? So many. That.
1: That's actually even more difficult than what's your your favorite modern car
0: well, what is the first one that kind of comes to mind first one that kind of jumps to you
1: yeah, look I'm going to have to pass on that one because
2: <laughs>
1: the, the the exploding Booze in the uh, Australia special. I mean, right. that's just that's just one thing that comes to mind. It's it's the funniest show, Top Gear, the old Top Gear,
0: but the, also now the, the Grand Sydney? Tour, the Sydney special, right? Like was festival? it the Sydney special? I
1: think it, no, I think it was
0: Sydney. I think
1: it was think in the festival northern
0: Sydney.
1: It's it's It was the Northern Territory special, I think, so season 23 or something.
0: Oh, because I know they did kind of something with, like, Festival Sydney, where they did, like, a whole festival episode over there. I don't know if that's what you're referring to.
1: Well, they did do that, but no. Um, there was the, the time when they had the Bentley Continental, the...
0: BMW, oh, okay. Uh, okay, and the, okay. And the yeah.
2: BMW what was it? Was that an M5? It was
0: an M6. It was M6. an M6. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, now, now I remember. Yeah, the they had to my- go in the outback because the producers wanted them to see if all the electronic gizmos could make it through Australia's mm-hmm. dust and all of that. I remember that.
2: My fa- my my favorite part of that episode is when they had to do the the hill climb up the up the mine Ah, i I love just like the whole concept of it It, i wanted to go do that or i want to do something like that i love like races you know and i did it all in different cars but then james was like i got an idea and he got the stick out the trunk you guys call it a boot and he stuffed himself in the trunk and got back around after the race right yep Nah, that, like that was classic moments like that. Oh, uh, I I think I think for me, cinematically, that was a great episode. Yeah, yeah, it really was. It, it captured a lot. It was it dealt a lot, and whoever the director was of cinematography, and everybody involved with that, I have to give them major props to that. Was I loved that episode just for that reason?
0: Yeah. Well, actually, that kind of makes me think of the uh, Grand Tour RV special where they kind of took a break from their RVs in, uh, I think it was Nevada where they were, and they want to try to have a drifting competition and May had the Cadillac and uh, he let a random person taking everybody like. Uh, Clarkson and May were amazed by the fact that he was drifting that well, but it was some random person, and the guy just (sighs) drives off with the Cadillac.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, could have been worse. Uh, You know, could have flipped it. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, you know, everybody, but I think Hammond hasn't had anyone drive for him yet, because Clarkson in the Grand Tour had the guy race the Lamborghini up the hill climb where Richard crashed, and then yeah, you know, James May yeah. had the stick do it and then James May had somebody else do it with the Cadillac. So wait on you, Richard. Yeah. Trick them out.
0: <laughs> hey, it'll be a better chance for him because he will crash inevitably if he keeps driving like that and eventually burn himself in the car. Poor man.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> have you have you ever had like an interaction with the trio? Or,
1: I've spoken very briefly. Interacted very briefly with James May.
0: Okay, like was that through a DM or like through a company call or something like that? Or
1: yeah, that was through a, a call.
0: Okay, so you got obviously, on the call with with him then. It was on the call, yeah
1: But obviously, nice. here, you you'll see him interacting with. With content together with, particularly Hammond, not so much Jeremy, yeah. interacting on comments on on both Drive Tribe and Food Tribe, which yeah. I think is amazing.
2: Yeah, James actually commented on my one post, and I was quite souped for it, but I was completely wrong. And he was just like, "It, it, it was uh, my BMW, not my BMW. Oh God! No, it was uh, I, I reviewed the. The Volkswagen Beetle, and I think uh, my title of it was, uh, Is the Beetle as Bad as James May Says? And he commented, just said, Talking about the older ones, not the new ones. I was like, (laughs) I got completely shunned. I was like, Oh, but at least he commented.
0: Yeah, I I had a I had him comment on one of mine as well when I wrote my article on the Toyota Mirai, the new one. Right as he wrote his article, which happened to end up being on, like, the very top of the homepage on Drive Tribe, I published yeah. mine about one hour later, and I put down a comment. I'm like, I didn't notice James May wrote it. And then he responded. He was like, it's okay. There's room for two. And I'm like, great. <laughs> I was... Uh. So- a astonished. I haven't had Hammond write anything yet.
2: Hammond's replied to me back when they were doing their live Q and As. Same with oh, really? Rich. Same with James. Like, I'm surprised, John, that they don't do live Q and As anymore. Maybe that's because the Grand Tour isn't being, you know, uploaded or something. But I remember uh, I wrote down. I was actually asking Jeremy. During his live Q&A, because I guess they were all answering at the same time, and James and I asked about the BM, like, what car should I save up for, something like that, and James told me to, this 3 Series BMW, and years later, I completely forgot about that comment of what he said. I just know he replied, I found a 3 Series and ended up getting one.
1: Entered <laughs> you <laughs> into, into your
2: subconscious. Yeah, yeah. I did. And the reason why I fell in love with this 3 Series is because it was a manual transmission. So, I mean, <laughs> sold so purpose, I really got it. just insulted you today. Huh?
1: I have just insulted you today. Why? My comments about manual transmissions
2: and... Ah, uh, that's alright. I have two of my five cars... Are manual so 60% of automatic cars is not too bad
0: Not terrible at least you have a few I, I mean this this really did surprise me when I was talking with Pat on uh, last Saturday she was like in Brazil everybody learns how to do manual first and then, if you want to go automatic after your license, nobody cares after that what you're doing. But in order to get your license, you must drive manual. So,
2: yeah, we should start. Which a I've petition. heard. Is that, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, we should just start a petition for that. <laughs> yeah, I heard heard that,
1: um, manuals are all but extinct in the U.S. Yeah. Well yeah. Alex is trying to be hopeful, but he knows.
0: I'm I'm trying. I'm very much trying. To figure out. So I just want my first car to be manual. That's all I want. I want to be able to drive a manual to start and I'll be happy. You
2: still get an old car. Yeah, that's no, probably what I mean. I'm
0: gonna be doing. Like an older Miata from like the early two thousands, late nineties, something like is that.
2: It, is it a Mark II?
0: mark 1 and 2 3 it's kind of what i'm looking for you can get some pretty nice ones from like 2012ish that like have upwards of like 70,000 miles for close to 10 10 that's
2: so that's, that's not definitely too bad. save your money yeah <laughs> oh yeah i'm trying to see if i can get my get my brother not get my brother but help him out getting this corvette from the 80s i need Oh a few my things but uh, yeah. I'm hoping maybe I can convince the guy to sell it at a decent price. That way my brother can afford it. Yeah. And it, it has problems. The steering column is trash, she said, and it needs tires and brakes. So I figured since the steering column is going to need to be replaced, I and my brother's got a few years till he can start driving, except save his money and fix it little by little. So.
0: Right. Well, you know what? let's talk ford flex here what's your thing with those like what's what's up with that
1: i was hoping you would understand it but apparently not we need to get we need to get scott nadeau in in the in the call
0: yes
2: hmm
1: so i i i genuinely don't know sort of a bit of a cult i just leapt on the bandwagon with it i mean it's a smart looking car you have to give it that
2: we're talking about the, the big long Ford Flex SUV, right?
0: Yep, yes. the big old box.
2: My uncle has it.
0: Oh, that's terrifying.
2: Yep. I, figure, I, I, think.
0: I remember you, I sent you a post that I had wrote, and you were like, great, I've, I send you three Ford Flexes and one Tim Rhodi. <laughs> <laughs> I remember keenly responding. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's a disgrace, John. It's not good. Were
1: these the emojis?
0: Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. Yes. This yeah.
1: must have been the day when I just discovered that I could, as a Slack admin, create both the both a Ford Flex emoji and a Tim Rody emoji, and I, I was sending them to everyone. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, so just a great time with it. Oh, you're fine. I had a great laugh out of it.
2: The thing about the Ford Flex is that the, the Flex is actually very spacious inside.
0: I can't what really is, say that like I've automotive. been in one, so
2: yeah, uh, not it. Like, you know, it would be kind of you know wrong to have a, that big of a car and probably have the space of what. A smart car? <laughs> yeah. it would be a little ridiculous. Oh, no,
0: I do have to give it this, though. The Ford Flex, if you get it like blacked out with everything, and then you put the performance package on it, I think it is, it really does look great. If you go to Tim Burton's configuration for it, he posted a configurator, which, oddly enough, did better than most of his actual articles. I remember him having a long rant about that. Uh, and then somebody commented down below, I would just change one thing, I'd put the performance package on. It does look good. Put that on anyway. Hmm. But I bet you that, uh, you promoted that one, John. That's why I did so much better. You. you put that on Apple News, the global homepage, the header of Drive Tribe, like, everywhere. Yes.
1: <laughs> look, I know you think I'm corrupt, but... <laughs> uh, it's
0: like, listen here. I may have done... <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, did, did the flex come V8 or no?
0: don't think so.
2: What think a waste the of a car then. A V6. <laughs> what a waste. You need to put a V8 you need to put a V8 motor V8 was wet, least so. in
0: Sobrado, wasn't it? I think They're oh maybe V8. the limited
2: does it would make more sense if it had the the 5 liter in it from the Mustang.
0: No, nah, it has a 3.5 liter Duratec or the 3.5 EcoBoost. Oh. So that's what you can get out of it. 280-290 horsepower ish. It's a smart looking car. It's it's
1: humble, unassuming. It might even be the American Dacia or Dacia or whatever that Romanian car that Ben Wellham is smitten with. People love that because it's unassuming and it gets the job done. The Ford Felix could be the American one of those.
0: Yeah. All
2: right.
0: I can agree with that. It's sad that Dacia took the path that they took. Now, they used to be great, but now...
2: What you gonna do about it? I want to go on
1: insult them further. I want all of this sort of blowing up into a sensational headline on Drive Tribe that will hurt Ben Willem deeply when he reads it.
2: (laughs) Well, Dacia, as a as a whole went to crap. i'm just questioning it <laughs> did they do <work> put <laughs> an exclamation
0: mark not a question mark there charles <laughs> <laughs> all right i yeah, know well, they're they i'm perfectly fine with them not being sold in the states i'm a ok with that do you no. have them in australia no okay you don't no, have, you don't have those plaguing your streets that's good
2: yeah. plaguing our streets ford flexes <laughs> i'm just kidding i mean Maybe soon one, enough I... we're gonna
0: have soon enough we're gonna have pojo in the states now that the whole like chrysler pojo mix happened and they changed their name and all of that but that's all coming like over 1980? now and few names i i forget what they changed it's like some ridiculous is,
2: name is lancia are, are they owned by fiat and all that or no I think so. You see what they went wrong was actually when Fiat took over Chrysler. I'm sure many people would agree that the Jeep Renegade is not a Jeep at all. It's just a Fiat 500X with a Jeep boxy body. And it's It's a Jeep one. It's
0: capable me. though. No it's
2: capable you know if you go to those uh it's capable to sing that's all it's good for just driving into the river
0: well no you know those uh things that they have at the auto shows for us they have like the whole jeep set up where they set like a bunch of tracks and all of that they have the renegade there to do all of it and it does not no problem never seen,
2: i've never seen a renegade there and i've gone there every year since 2010
0: They've done a Renegade before. I'm pretty sure I've sat in one when they did it. I was so disappointed.
2: And Maybe it was the a Liberty. Small
0: one. Nope, definitely wasn't a Liberty.
2: The Compass.
0: Wasn't the <laughs> Compass.
2: It definitely wasn't a Renegade. I would have remembered a Renegade being there because I would have said, ha, this thing can just do it, probably. But no. Ah. <sighs> but do you... Uh, John, have you guys played with Jeeps over there, like the Jeep Renegade?
1: I mean, we do have Jeeps here, but you go into a country town in Australia and you'll see a big land cruiser on on the street. And and the the sticker on the window will say, you drive a Jeep, so does Barbie. (laughs) (laughs) The stickers that you will see in, in a country town on the back of a land cruiser.
2: This is Land Cruiser Country. What if the car behind him is a Land Cruiser?
1: Well, you can just ignore it and chuckle, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Completely agree, mate, kind of thing.
2: (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, Is there anything for the front of the car so when a Jeep passes by for now? I think the idea (laughs) is that the Jeep won't pass, it'll be stuck behind. So you no, know, Jeep, you're supposed to be going this way because this is the way to the future. You're going too far in the past.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, tell you what, John, I think we're going to call it a wrap there, but it has been a great pleasure having you on and making fun of Dacia's and Ford Flex's and you know, maybe perhaps more importantly, getting to know you a bit more. So thank you so much for coming on board. Thanks for the invite. Of course said it already probably three times now, but it was a lot of fun having you on.
2: Yeah. I had fun. That was a good convo. I learned more about the Ford Flex than anything. Yeah. Well, I I would suggest that if anybody watching this has any
1: questions about the Ford Flex, that they tag Scott Nadeau in the comments below.
2: Yes. We will get to help. and how about the long, blistering, dying journey of Dacia? Well, look, I'd be happy if people discuss that in the comments, too. Yeah, tell us Very what you Very
1: personal vendetta there.
2: Especially the Dacia Sandero. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good news! <laughs> anyway, Dacia don't
0: Sandero is back!
2: <laughs> yeah, right. That'd be crazy. But don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe down below.
0: Yeah, thank you so much Smash for watching, everybody. Like. Yeah. Indeed, this is the first time that we've had a guest tell people to go like, comment, subscribe. This is great.